A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hello and welcome to the Circling the Bases podcast from NBC Sports Edge. This is our MLB Power Rankings show where we break down my weekly Power Rankings column that goes on goes up on NBC Sports Edge every Tuesday. We're recording this on Monday night. What is it? May 16th. Uh, just for context as we talk about wins and losses and stats and whatnot. I'm Drew Silva. Joining me here and every week throughout the season is my co-host Janice Scurrio. Welcome in, Janice, about one-fifth of the way into the 2022 campaign. I think that math checks out. Um, is there anything specific that you're looking forward to this week? Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, a pitching matchup that I am looking forward to this week it will happen on Wednesday. Uh, so the Diamondbacks and Dodgers are playing a series. Uh, so on Wednesday, Zach Davies is going up against Walker Bueller. Now, I'm not exactly sure I would start Davies versus the Dodgers, but he does have a solid 357 ERA and 119 whip over seven starts. Uh, Walker Bueller did not do so great in his last start. Uh, he gave up five runs and in five innings on Friday in a no decision against the Phillies. Uh, he is due for a bounce back start, so I think he'd do much better against the Diamondbacks. So I, I'd give that matchup a, another look. I like it. Yeah, I, I got to be honest with the audience, and I, I told you before the show, I, I was in Sedona for a wedding this weekend, Sedona, Arizona, which is beautiful, by the way. If you've never been there, it's a completely unique place with like these red mountains. It's, it's gorgeous, but uh, we left there at 345 this morning. Um, to go to Phoenix to fly out of there. And then our flight got delayed out of Phoenix when we were on the plane too, which is the worst thing, the worst place to be delayed. Um, I'd rather just sit in the airport and drink coffee or something. So yeah, I'm, I'm struggling as we uh, get into these rankings and, you know, taking like even three days off of baseball, like kind of going off the grid, you feel like completely lost. Um, this is a sport that changes daily. And so I've kind of spent the last six hours or so since we finally got back to St. Louis, um, just trying to, to catch up on what, what happened in baseball this weekend. So if this isn't our finest show, uh, I apologize. I do have kind of a nice tan going though, or, or I'm at least red. Um, <laughs> this, this, <laughs> I thought you were just doing some Fred Bird cosplay there. Like. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't really tan. I just 
turn red. That's my Irish German skin with a dash of Portuguese that just makes me. It's away, we'll just say. Janice, that's not nice. (laughs) You're supposed to say, yeah, it's a great tan, Drew. (laughs) No, but it, it was cool. It was a blast. I'm just uh, just kind of struggling, working on a, a real lack of sleep and um, a, a long day of travel. But uh, before we get started, a little promo note. Weekends are better with MLB Sunday leadoff coverage presented by Uber Eats. Catch the Cardinals and Pirates in Pittsburgh on Sunday, May 22nd at 1130 a.m. Eastern live on NBC and Peacock. To learn more, go to Peacock.com slash MLB. And if you want a chance to win $25,000 on the game, download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter Sunday's free Grand Slam Pick'em. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Let's jump into these power rankings. As usual, we'll do a deep dive on each of the top or each of the teams in the top five and then discuss the three biggest risers and three biggest fallers from the previous week to the current week. If you want rankings and observations on all 30 clubs, check out the full power rankings column on Tuesday. Um, here's where I usually say it, it goes up late morning, early afternoon. I would bank on early afternoon or even late afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Just depending on how long it takes me to actually write the thing, and, and it's going to take me a long time. Uh, but, yeah, start us out, Janice, with who we have at number one overall this week, a new team. Right. At overall number one this week, I'm going to validate you on this, and I, too, would also put this team at number one as well. It's the New York Yankees, uh, and rightfully so. Uh, so they took three out of four from the White Sox over the weekend. Uh, Nestor Cortez pitched eight innings of one-run ball. Uh, yesterday to lower his season ERA to 135, which is currently uh, the best amongst AL pitchers. Uh, So with this series win, the Yankees have now won eight straight series. Yeah, that's still absolutely scorching hot coming off a week that saw them sweep a two-game set from the division rival Blue Jays. And then, as you mentioned, took two of or three of four from the White Sox, 10 and three so far in May. That's the record. For the Yankees going into to Monday night's action, eighteen and three 
over their last 21 games dating back to April 22nd. Yeah, we highlighted Nestor Cortez on last week's show. I, I think we might as well stick with that. Um, eight innings of one-run ball, as you mentioned, on Sunday at Chicago. Three hits, no walks, seven strikeouts. Now the one point. 3-5 ERA, 49 strikeouts through 40 innings this season for the 27-year-old left-hander who's kind of merged here out of nowhere. And it's a little early to be talking about Cy Young Award votes, Cy Young Award tracking, but Cortez is on that tracker, if there is one for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, And with his contributions included, the Yankees currently hold the best team ERA in the majors at 2.72. Uh, that's probably updated now with with them facing the Orioles on Monday night. But yeah, beyond the great pitching, the Yankees also ranked tied for the second best team OPS at 742, which that's a large number uh, when the league average OPS is under 680. Uh, there, you know, there's a bunch of interesting, I think, and encouraging nuggets. The further you dig into the Yankees' offensive numbers, they've been the best offense in baseball in the seventh inning or later. Um, so really coming through in clutch situations. So doing it all on all sides with, with the wins to show for it. At this time of year, we tend to talk about the fastest team to reach 20 wins, the fastest re- team to reach 30 wins. Uh, the Yankees were that team in the AL, the first to reach 20 w- wins of all American League teams. But how about the the longest, you know, the team to go to the longest without racking up double-digit losses? And the Yankees are 25-9 and nine here on May 16th, about to go to 26-9. and nine. Uh, with a win over Baltimore. And yeah, most importantly, I'm sure they're the number one team now in my weekly MLB power rankings. All right, let's go down to the number two team. Uh, So the Los Angeles Dodgers have been dethroned, uh, but to be fair, the Yankees have been playing some very good ball. Uh, So on Sunday, Gavin Lux hit a walk-off double uh, in a 5-4 win over the Phillies. Uh, So the Dodgers currently have the best run differential in baseball at plus 70. Coming off kind of a a rough week, uh, having dropped two of three to the Pirates and then three of four, to the Phillies at home in Dodger stadiums, Pennsylvania baseball, really taking it to LA. Uh, Clayton Kershaw landed on the 15 day injured list on Friday because of pelvic inflammation. It doesn't sound overly serious and an MRI was taken and revealed no structural damage, but that's kind of a new injury for me, pelvic inflammation. I wonder if it's related to the groin kind of, um, but it's a, a significant loss. However long Kershaw is away. He was four and oh, with a 1.80 ERA, 0.73 WHIP, 32 to three strikeouts walk ratio through 30 innings this season. That's covering his first five starts. Uh, Ryan Pepio is filling Kershaw's rotation spot for now. He issued five walks over three innings in his MLB debut last Wednesday at Pittsburgh. Didn't allow any runs in those three innings, but uh, Pepio does struggle with command. Uh, Pepio will get the Diamondbacks on Tuesday. I just like saying that name. Um, in his second major league start. Uh, I I think it's worth tracking if he can limit the free passes. He had some really encouraging minor league numbers, uh, especially at the AAA level, but there were those walks uh, within all the strikeouts and the run prevention. I think all in all, the Dodgers should be completely fine. You mentioned they're still holding on to the best run differential in baseball. I think they've had that for four weeks running now. They have the highest scoring offense in the majors at 5.3 runs per game. And yeah, the pitching depth has been tested here. Andrew Heaney also still out. Uh, the bullpen's been a little bit tested, but yeah, that depth is this organization's calling card and I think should mostly be up to the task to cover some of these holes that need covering. 
At number three, the New York Mets holding steady. Uh, so the Mets finally lost their first series uh, versus the Mariners over the weekend. Uh, they had set a franchise record by going 10 consecutive seasons without losing one a series to open the year. So a bit of injury news. Uh, Tyler McGill, uh, who started the season off pretty strong uh, and uh, was uh, in the rotation on opening day as Jacob DeGrom's replacement. Uh, so he won't pitch for at least two weeks due to right biceps tendonitis. Yeah, the Mets finally lost a series. Uh, won two of three against the Nationals to open last week's slate, but then dropped two of three to the Mariners over the weekend. Almost pulled off a comeback win on Sunday to keep that undefeated series streak intact, but Seattle held on for an 8-7 victory. I believe the Mets scored two runs in the ninth, um, but but the Mariners actually uh, eventually closed it out. Yeah, I'd say the biggest news from the last week surrounding the Mets is that Tyler McGill injury uh, going on the IL on Sunday with what what has been diagnosed as right biceps tendonitis. Um, An MRI showed no structural damage, so that's the good news. But yeah, as you said, now Jacob deGrom's replacement is joining deGrom on the IL. McGill got lit up for eight earned runs while recording just four outs in his last start Wednesday at Washington. So it kind of seemed like something may be wrong with him physically. Uh, he had put up a 2.43 ERA over his first six starts to open this season, but that ERA sits at 4.41 as he begins an absence that will probably extend into at least early June, perhaps even in, into mid-June. Uh, speaking of DeGrom, he has started throwing at, at light intensity on flat ground. He had a follow-up MRI on his right shoulder Monday to determine whether he is safe to increase the intensity of those throwing workouts. We still don't know the results of of the fresh imaging test. So, yeah, look for something on our NBC Sports Edge player news page on DeGrom come probably Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon. Number four, the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, So Freddie Peralta just shut out the Braves in a 1-0 win. Uh, So limited to just two hits across seven scoreless. Uh, in the series opener against the Braves uh, tonight. We'll talk a little bit about the Braves later on. Spoiler alert. Uh, So last week, Christian Yelich hit for the cycle for the third time in his career. Uh, So interesting fact there. Uh, All three of his cycles have all all been against the Reds. Uh, He seems to be back. Uh, I know uh, the resurgence has been greatly anticipated. Uh, But yeah, in his past 15 games, uh, not counting tonight, uh, he's uh, slashing 316, 426, 632, and that includes four homers, 15 runs scored, 12 RBI, and two stolen bases. Yeah, I, I set these rankings always on on like Monday afternoon, Monday early evening. So didn't factor in the Freddie Peralta start. He did look great, and he's looked really good over his last handful of outings. Um, I considered dropping the Brewers, and I, I think there's probably a case to put them behind the Angels and Astros, but... Uh, holding on to a top four spot for at least one more week. They're they're in a bit of a rough patch though. Uh, just finished up a four and five road trip through Atlanta, Cincinnati, and Miami. Dropped four of nine games to teams that are all under the five hundred mark. There uh, now hosting the Braves for three games to kick off this week. Then come the Nats for three games uh, to Milwaukee this coming weekend. We'll see how that homestand shakes out. Josh Hader made history on Friday as he reached. 500 career strikeouts in just 293 and two-thirds innings, the second fastest pitcher in history to reach that 500 strikeout milestone. Just behind a role is Chapman, who had 500 strikeouts in his first 292 innings, and then just ahead of Craig Kimbrell, who did it in 305 innings. 
Um, Haters yet to allow a run this season. I think he got another save on Monday night. So that's 14 saves in 14 appearances for Hater. Uh, he just keeps getting better and better. There was talk over the years, um, you know, about when Milwaukee might trade Hater with his price rising through arbitration. He's got an eleven million dollar salary this year, under control for one more year, one final year of arbitration in two thousand twenty three. But I'd say pretty confidently that it's not going to happen that Hater trade this season with the Brewers looking like a heavy favorite in the National League Central. And, and yeah, you mentioned the Christian Yelich cycle, uh, third of his career all three against the Reds. He's only the sixth player in MLB history to hit for the cycle at least three times and and still a relatively young guy, so he can get up to to four perhaps. Um, Yeah, all all three cycles as a member of the Brewers too. He didn't have any for Miami, so they've happened since that trade before the 2018 season. And yeah, I mean, you you mentioned the sample size over the last 15 games. If you want to make it even shorter too, he's, he's batting 326 with a 1025 OPS over his last 50 plate appearances, I believe that's covering his last 11 games. So that'd be nice if we see a, a Yelich resurgence. The overall numbers right now are still, I mean, he, he's got his OPS over 800 for the season, um, but you'd like to see it even better than that. Willie Adamas is, is a situation to track. He might be going on the injured list, which would really hurt that offense. They can't really afford to lose any big bats. It's, it's really a, a pitching-driven kind of roster. Um, but they're getting the job done right now, 23 and 13, 10 games over the 500 mark. At number five, the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, yeah, last week they were number seven, so this is their first time uh, busting into the top five. Uh, so Taylor Ward is still hitting. Uh, he blasted a grand slam, drove in five runs uh, against the Athletics uh, in the second game of Saturday's doubleheader. Uh, and yeah, his his I feel as if we've talked about him at least several times on the show, yeah. uh, but now he's slashing 384, 505, 744 with eight homers, 22 RBI, uh, and one stolen base through his first 25 games. Angels up and up into the top five now and definitely threatening to move even higher. Like I mentioned, there's probably a case to put them ahead of the Brewers. Reed Detmers is probably the headliner of last week's action for the Angels. I know it's kind of old news by now, but uh, threw a no-hitter against the Rays and just his 11th career major league start was that last Tuesday night or last Wednesday? Tuesday Um, night, yeah. Yeah, Tuesday night. At 22 years old, the youngest pitcher to throw a no-no since Anibal Sanchez in 2006. The first Angels lefty with a no-hitter since Clyde Wright in 1970. Um, And Anthony Rendon hitting a home run left-handed in that same game that Detmers threw a no-hitter still makes me kind of (laughs) laugh. Rendon's first major league at bat swinging from the left side, and he hits a bomb to right and a 12-0 blowout. Um, I, I'll, I'll say it again. I say it every week. This team is really dangerous when the stars are healthy. Mike Trout had a multi-homer game last week. Shohei Otani reached his 100th career home run. You mentioned Taylor Ward. He had that grand slam. Ward and Trout are number one and number two on the overall MLB OPS leaderboard for hitters with at least 110 plate appearances. Um, usually hitting number one and number two in the Angels lineup as well. A pretty good combo there at the top for the surging halos. Hopefully it all leads to to Trout's first career postseason victory. That would be nice to see Trout in the playoffs and actually part of a, a postseason win. Absolutely. And perhaps that other guy, Otani, I feel as if he also deserves a postseason uh, win as well. Good call. Yeah, it'd be great to get those guys on, on a national stage. 
Absolutely. Let's move into your big risers of the week. So coming in at number six, climbing two spots, the Houston Astros. Now, uh, Justin Verlander, he combined with three relievers on Sunday uh, on a four hitter. Uh, So that was Houston's sixth shutout in its past 13 games and of 12 of which the Astros have won. So at 39 years old, he is still throwing his fastball at 98 miles an hour. So I I know he's not too far removed from Tommy John surgery, uh, but that's still pretty impressive to throw at 98 um, at that age. Yeah, I mean, he looks like pre-surgery Verlander. It's it's yeah. really impressive. I wish I had more shares of him in fantasy. Um, but yeah, the Astros up to number six from number eight. An 11-game winning streak that ran from May 2nd to May 13th finally came to an end on Saturday in a 13-6 loss to the Nationals. The Astros then rebounded for an 8 to nothing route of Washington on Sunday. They began the season 11 and 11, but are 12 and one since. And yeah, within this 12 and one stretch, I think you said it four shutouts of the opposition An overall team ERA of 2.89, which is third best among all 30 major league clubs behind only the Yankees and the Dodgers helping that stout pitching is Houston's defense leads all MLB teams with 25 defensive runs saved. Um, so it's all clicking the eighth best team OPS uh, to go along with the ERA mark in that defense. They're 17 and four this year when Jose Altuve is in the starting lineup there at the top. He's missed some time with leg injuries um, this year, missed some time in April and, and a couple games in May, uh, but he's healthy right now. I did just see before we hopped on here that Jake Odorizzi suffered a serious leg injury during his start tonight on Monday night at, at Fenway Park. Had to be stretchered off the field there in Boston. I, yeah, I didn't get the exact diagnosis yet. It, it was weird. He like raced off the mound to cover first base and just went down in a heap, like in a lot of pain. Like maybe he tore something in his, his knee or his hamstring. It, it was hard to tell, but he was in a ton of pain and just visibly uh, upset as he was getting rolled off the field. Um, Odorizzi entered that outing with a 3.38 season ERA, which is really good for him at at this stage in his career. So, yeah, that could hurt losing him for an extended period. Uh, But, yeah, the Astros move up two spots for me this week to number six. Right at number 11, the St. Louis Cardinals climbing up one spot. Uh, So uh, they took two out of three uh, from San Francisco over the weekend, winning their first series since April 22nd through 24th in Cincinnati. That seems like forever ago. Uh, So uh, they also hit season highs and runs and hits uh, with 15 and 17 respectively. And um, yeah, I really uh, enjoyed seeing Albert Pujols on the (laughs) mic. Many laughs were had, uh, although taking a look at his stat cast performance, uh, he didn't seem to uh, throw very hard, which I wouldn't expect him to. Um, it, it was a pretty lengthy outing for Albert, actually. <laughs> yeah, what, it wasn't his best work. He said he was just trying to throw strikes, just trying to throw it over the plate to get the game over with. Um, I, I got to watch that game, actually. I didn't like bring my, my laptop with me, so I didn't have, really have MLB TV going, but that was Sunday Night Baseball, so... Got to watch it uh, with with some family members down in Arizona. It was really cool to see Albert Pools make his first pitching appearance. But yeah, the Cardinals took two or three from the Giants over the weekend, as you said, highlighted by that fifteen to six drubbing on Sunday Night Baseball. Albert Pools, I guess we'll we'll give him a save. Um, <laughs> he, had, he actually <laughs> gave up yeah 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 four runs on a pair of homers in the top of the ninth, but. Uh, still a cool scene there on the mound in St. Louis. Evan Longoria hit a single to left and asked for the baseball. 
Like you could see him mouthing over at the first base bag. I just got a hit off Albert Pools. Of course I want that. I, like, I'm going to frame it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you know, the Cardinals have not really won a ton of series out of the gate this season, but an 18 or an eight and six record so far in May after an 11 and, and nine showing in April. So nothing crazy good, but nothing bad. Um, they've had a pretty favorable schedule out of the gate, but yeah, they continue to rise up my rankings like a spot at a time. I think I had them at 16th to begin the year. Wasn't happy about their offseason strategy. Still not happy about it, but I didn't expect Miles Michaelis to look as good as he has. Dakota Hudson was excellent on Saturday in a 4 nothing win over San Francisco. The pitching has been really good, um, and Paul Goldschmidt has been on a, a, a major tear lately. Need to somehow get Tyler O'Neill going. Um, he's been pretty awful, and I'd love to see Nolan Gorman soon too. Their their big time power hitting infield prospect. I believe he's up to 14 homers now at AAA Memphis. Um, put him at second base. Move Tommy Edmond to shortstop following the Paul DeYoung demotion. Uh, but I guess the Cardinals will continue to play the service time game for now. Um, maybe they'll be their, their hand will be forced when they start playing some better teams. At number 16, you've got the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, so uh, Bryce Harper was named NL Player of the Week for the seventh time of his career. Uh, so this week, uh, he went 14 for 23. That with three homers, six doubles, eight RBI, and a, a 1904 OPS in six games. And he did all of this while uh, having a small tear in uh, his, uh, his UCL in his right elbow. Woof. Uh, so he did miss Sunday's game against the Dodgers, uh, but otherwise uh, he's hitting pretty well. So uh, he's got he's slashing 305, 361, 634 with 24 extra base hits. Uh, that's nine homers, 14 doubles, and a triple. Yeah, they almost swept a four-game series at Dodger Stadium over the weekend. I, I think I'd, I'd put them even higher um, had they pulled that off. But yeah, lost in the bottom of the ninth inning on Sunday. A blown save for Corey Knievel. But overall, a 5-2 and two week for the Phillies at Seattle and, and then Los Angeles. I'd say that's a very successful road trip. You mentioned Bryce Harper, named National League Player of the Week. That's a, a 609 average that he had last week with that 14 for 23. Three homers, six doubles, eight RBIs, eight runs scored. And yeah, you said that Harper's still limited to DH duties because of damage to his throwing elbow, that small UCL tear. But I guess, you know, thank God for the universal DH. Thank the baseball <laughs> gods or... Yeah. Rob Manfred or the union or somebody, where would the Phillies be without a, a spot to put Harper's bat? He would have been on the injured list probably since mid-April. April 17th is when he started becoming their full-time DH. I mean, there's still a, a game under 500 with Harper in, in a DH-only role since mid-April. Tough schedule coming up, though. Three at home versus the Padres, three at home against the Dodgers, and then at Atlanta for three to open up next week's slate. So let's see if they can crack the top 15 through all of that, uh, get over 500. They, man, they have just hovered around the 500 mark like over the last three years. It's it's kind of where they apparently feel comfortable. But, yeah, sitting at number 16 for me right now. <laughs> Always love some good DH propaganda, universal DH propaganda on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to your biggest fallers of the week. So at number eight, the Toronto Blue Jays uh, fall three spots from number five. So uh, the Blue Jays are just a game above 500. Uh, they're three and seven in their last 10 and not counting uh, Monday night's action. Uh, on Sunday, uh, the Blue Jays lineup did not give starter Alec Manoa any run support at all. And Manoa has been 
been doing very well. Uh, so it seems as if, uh, yeah, hitting is one facet that uh, the lineup uh, seems to be fa- falling flat on recently. Yeah, the Blue Jays fell from number two to number five last week, now dropped from number five to number eight for me this week. They've lost six of their last seven games versus the Guardians, Yankees, and Rays. And yeah, they're three and seven over the last 10, and, and they've lost nine of the last 12 going back to the beginning of May, or I guess going back to May 2nd. Um, now just one game over 500 for a team that many regarded as having probably the most well-rounded roster in baseball when this season began, myself included. Uh, Bo Bichette, Matt Chapman, Lourdes Gurriel, all under 620 in the OPS department. I'm especially confused about Bichette as a person who has a lot of Bichette shares in fantasy. Um, this team is in a funk, and and I think that the time is now to snap, to snap out of it with the Yankees racing out to a big lead in the American League East. I think, what is that lead right now? Seven and a half games? or It's it's at eight, but the, the Blue Jays haven't. Yeah, around seven and a half, eight games. Rays are four and a half games back of the Yankees. They're my number nine team this week and um, could maybe jump the Blue Jays if this slide continues for Toronto. Um, I don't have much else to add about the Blue Jays. They begin a three-game set with the Mariners on Monday night, uh, then three versus the Reds, then traveling to St. Louis next week. So maybe they can get right against the NL Central. That seems doable. At number 14, the Atlanta Braves. Uh, so they're 16 and 20, uh, nine games back. Uh, they've got a negative run differential. And just looking at their uh, their splits, their home and away records, this team is very meh. So uh, we did discuss them earlier. Uh, they were shut out by the Brewers tonight. Uh, but it seems as if, uh, yeah, this Braves team seems to be making a frequent appearance in the fallers section of your column. I know. Well, I probably made the mistake of starting them at number one. Uh, just as <laughs> kind of a nod to the World Series title last year. The reigning champs. I mean, that's very understandable. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it didn't seem like they would be in, in under 500 teams through the middle of May. I thought this week we'd be talking about a a rising Braves team again. Like they moved up one spot last week, uh, but now they're down a spot this week after dropping three of five to the Red Sox and Padres. Ronald Acuna Jr. is probably the lead story here. He's missing his fifth consecutive game on Monday because of a groin strain. Um, Word from the Braves is that it's not at all related to his surgically repaired knee, that ACL tear from last year. But you kind of have to wonder if, you know, he was favoring something and it led to the groin acting up. Um, If Acuna can't return by Tuesday, I think he's probably going on the IL or maybe like the point of no no, no return has been crossed or something Um, because they can only backdate the IL stint so far. Um, yeah, like you might as well wait it out if he's going to be ready at some point this week. But it's it's an interesting situation uh, with MLB rosters back down to 26. It's hard to to carry a guy who's not able to play right now. Um, Acuna had been on a surge offensively just prior to the injury, so we'll see on all that. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be more clarity on his status or a possible IL stint by the time these power rankings actually get posted on Tuesday afternoon. Um, But yeah, the reigning World Series champs have have won only two of the 11 series they've played so far this season, 16 and 19 through 35 games. Not ideal, and, and hopefully Acuna turns out to be okay. At number 17, the Colorado Rockies. Uh, they're three and seven in their last 10. Uh, their road record is quite atrocious. Uh, so they are five and 10 away from Coors. 
Yeah, the Rockies were a season-high five games over 500 last Saturday, now squarely at the 500 mark after getting swept by the division rival Giants and, and losing two of three to the Royals over the weekend. The weird thing about that Royals series is the Rockies scored 27 runs across the three <laughs> games and still lost two of them. That's incredible. Um, yeah, don't tell the, the dead in baseball about Coors Field, that doesn't make any sense, but you get the point. <laughs> the ball still flies out there in the thin air of Denver. Mm-hmm. Chris Bryant's expected to begin a minor league rehab assignment uh, sometime this week. He's been sidelined since last April or since late April because of a lower back strain. Had just a 689 OPS with zero homers through his first 15 games for the Rockies, who signed him to a seven year, $182 million contract over the offseason. Obviously, Bryant is off to a poor start for multiple angles, just wasn't really producing before the injury, and and now he's been gone for multiple weeks. Uh, but with how little Bryant has contributed on that big contract, I guess a 500 record on May 16th would be considered a surprising success for this team. Um, so maybe Bryant comes back and, and, and the Rockies can find it again. Uh, always a strange organization, and this was a strange show because I feel like I'm dying. Um, but <laughs> thanks for carrying us, Janice. Oh, of course. Yeah, th- th- there is no dying allowed on the Circling the Bases podcast. Yeah. And I, th- I think our AC just went out or something. My, my wife was like, I have to turn the AC off just as I hopped on here. So a lot's going wrong uh, in my life, but it's always fun to talk some baseball with you. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Check out the Power Rankings column. It goes up every Tuesday on NBC Sports Edge. Rankings, observations on all 30 teams. Rate and review the Circling the Bases podcast. Uh, we love five stars, but any feedback is welcome. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Drew Sill. Janice is at Scuriosa. And peace out. Peace out. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are.